0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the next installment of the Britain's Energy Course Business Cluster Shadow Board podcast. Uh, I'm Jason Savage. I'm the current chair of the Shadow Board. And today I'm joined uh, by Lee, who is uh, one of our board directors, would soon to be appointed as chair. So, uh, Ali, um do you want to start with giving us a little bit about, um, you know, who you are, a bit of your career history to date, and uh, what you're up to now?
1: Yeah, no risks. Morning, Jason. Um Yes, yeah, so Lee Grace, um, soon to be chair of BeckBC. Something that you know it's um, crept up on me, let's say, and never once thought that I would be chair of, of BeckBC. Let's say um, but yeah, so Lee Grays I'm also the managing director of responsive and its associated companies in in Cumbria, in Manchester, and in Southampton. Um yeah.
0: So where so so. You've got all these businesses now, but let's go back to um, where you first started. So you haven't, I don't, you didn't just go straight into owning responsive. Um, what, what? How did you sort of, so you, it, we left school and then where, where did you sort of go to from there?
1: Yeah, so, no, this is a long story, isn't it? It gets longer every year that goes by, <laughs> obviously. Um, but yeah, so I, so I left school. I actually left school early. Um so I'm mindful that I'm speaking to a, a, a shadow board director, let's say, with a, a younger audience than, than what my normal audience might be. Um, so when I say I left school early with no qualifications, don't take that as a, as a good thing to be doing by leaving school early with no qualifications. It's not all good. Um, it does make life a little bit harder to start with, at least. But uh, true story, um, yeah. left school with no qualifications, uh, finished early in the fifth year of school. I moved to school, actually, in the fifth year and, and just didn't really fit in and see the point of that in the last few months and miss miss my exams at the end of that. Um which left me obviously in a in a sticky situation let's say for you know what do I do now as a, a 16-ish um year old and and not really that many career options in the west of Cumbria. Um certainly not as many for somebody that's left school without qualification. Let's say so my only my only option at the time really was to to go to college. Um, try and gain back some qualification and you grow know, up a little bit as fast as I could within six months, let's say. And, uh, you know, started college didn't know what I wanted to be. And when I attended college, it was, you know, well, you should be a welder. Oh, that's great. <laughs> what's a welder? What's, what's a welder do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll, I'll do that. Um, you know, get some people off my backs and as it happens, you know, I suppose to say the rest is history, isn't it from, from that point in, but yeah, I so I became a welder, um, Years go by, I worked at a few places, local ourselves. so uh, Alan Dawson Associates, who's no longer there, was up at lily next to West Cumberland Engineering, uh, O'Connor Fenton, uh, funny enough, one of uh, O'Connor Fenton's um, staff have just been elected to the main board of, of BEC BC. Um, yes, yeah, so swings and rounds, of all, so it turn of the tides, you never, you never know who you are got to bump back into in the future, let's like, so. um, And eventually I found myself at BE Systems at Barrowing Furnace. Um, so as was a welder on nuclear submarines. Um, and it wasn't until then that I, I come across uh, inspection non-destructive testing. So whilst whilst you're the best welder in the world, is what I'll I'll settle anybody. You're as good as your, your last weld, obviously. In your mind, you're the best welder in the world. Um, I still wasn't aware of that integrity of the testing and what might go into that. Uh, And obviously, if there's anywhere to learn some form of inspection and testing, be systems producing submarines, you know, taking 120-ish people down to depths of thousands of metres, it needs to be pretty integral. Um, And a job came on the board. My actually trainee position came on the board for two trainee welding inspectors. uh, And I put in for one of those. With no expectation to get that, uh, Expectations pretty low as of previous years of leaving school without qualifications and so on. Um, not being a local to to Borrowing Furnace, and as much as we all love each other as Cumbrians, yeah, it can be quite interesting when you come from the West of Cumbria and you head to Borrowing Furnace and start working among uh, a place where you, you don't belong. Let's, say. um, I can't go into some of the jokes, but <laughs> it's, it's quite amusing. But it's a good place to work, anyways, and uh, yeah. It, Lo and behold, I got into inspection, going to testing. um, And yeah, if really from that point in, the the rest is history. It forged a career where I didn't know existed. Um, the layman, if you yourself, for instance, you're, you you've no idea, you've no need to, for that matter, understand and, and know what inspection and stuff goes into daily life. Um, you just go about your being and expect everything to be, to be integral. You know, you're walking down the road, that lamppost isn't going to fall down and 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 do you over as such. Um, but yet, unbeknown to people, they're tested every twelve months. As an example of in terms of lamppost, for instance, you know, you just expect it to work. Um, I ended up leaving BE. The, the travel became too much. I had young children and and so on. And I moved to Tata Steel, uh, as it was at the time. Tata Steel Projects or TSP in Workington now. Um, I took up an inspection role at TSP, and from there, then moved into Sellafield and decided that you know I wanted to set up my own business. Um, and see how that went. I actually decided the the, the there's a, there's a little bit of a Front story to that was I decided I wanted to build a boat while I was at Sellafield. So I took this little unit to build a boat and quickly that ended up on a trailer outside my new workshop let's say and it turned into a business because people said could you do this inspection or could you fit this in and and so on so it was a little bit of a natural progression really and the more I thought about it the more I thought you know I was a contractor at that point in time once I'd left BE systems I was a contractor um even for Tsp and for Sellerfield I was self-employed limited company um so on paper when you see responsive it, it says 2011 February 28th that's actually the date you know I left and was leaving BE systems yeah. um and set myself up as a one-man band type scenario um, so the reality is, is, 2016 was the real date for let's turn this into a business and make something from it. And the thought process was then is, was more of sustainability. I've got a young family, I've got a house, um, you know, we need some form of future. We need something to potentially have in place, let's say, should should everything else go wrong, I get paid off tomorrow as a contractor, for instance. Um, you know that that was the the backup plan. Um, yeah, so so no no going back now. Unfortunately, fully committed and and a few businesses in now.
0: Yeah, and you've got a couple of, quite a few employees now, and you're growing. And you just mentioned Southampton. Did you just say you know you're expanding yep. across outside of Cumbria now as well?
1: Yeah, so just we just dropped that in loosely at the minute because we're, we're building Southampton. So whilst yeah, know it hasn't been. Massively publicised, let's say. Um, we're still sort of putting together the the bricks and mortar, if you like, the internals of what that facility looks like. Um, we've got somebody down there now that's heading that off for us and pulling that together. But, um, again, it's it's back onto that system. If I can boil anything back to a, a a single word, let's say, it's it's on the sustainability. It's how do we spread that risk? You know, so they're they're all offering a similar service, but it's very really difficult to offer a service in Southampton from Cumbria. Um, one, because you're, you're, you're not local to that area. layman's terms, you don't speak the lingo, let's say, I suppose, you know, and you could assume that the same does apply to Cumbria in some instances, um, albeit with, with some institutions, obviously with cellophiles and so on, we do see a lot more of, of external sort of influence different in other areas of the UK um, and I'm mindful of that exactly the same with Manchester as well so we need the, the right people in the right places but it's, it is ultimately just to make sure that we could offer a service as quick as possible across the UK which then sustains all of our business you know, as, as a whole
0: great so so from that how, how did you get involved in, in Beck BC to then obviously become and get elected as a as a director when did you first sort of get involved with the cluster
1: um do you know what? I'm not actually quite sure. When did I get? <laughs> I'm trying to think. When did we join as a member of the cluster? We won the small business of the year. I think it was, if I remember right, it's a it, it, former title. I don't think it exists now. Was one of the award categories. Um, that was 2016. So we've we've been a member probably not long before that. I would assume. Yeah. 2015ish, I would have thought. Um So yeah, I got involved with the cluster, and it was it was the same as anything else really I mean my, my my backgrounds welding it's inspection and stuff like that as much as you know I can talk to the cows come home you know for life as a DJ and stuff like that when as a child and you know, and all that kind of good stuff um it, really the reality is is that I didn't really know anything about business it was just it just happened around us uh, and it just sort of grew naturally and that that's good that's great to an extent um then you realize that you're you're not exploring all avenues of you know getting that business in so we joined the cluster for that reason because it was a really easy option to pay a couple hundred quid and join somewhere that had a 300 member audience if you like um to get involved in that so yeah probably around the 2016 mark um early 16 then we ended up winning the small business of the year the cluster um so yeah we've we've stayed involved ever since then
0: and then from that from obviously you won, won that award and you've gone through and you've opened different businesses and stuff and then you were elected as a board member um, yeah.
1: only just last year. Yeah, that's, um, yeah just over 12 months ago, yeah, I think.
0: Yeah. And then uh, moving into, uh, obviously be, moving into the chair position, elected at the uh, AGM, yeah. uh, which as recording this is next week. Um, So as chair, and we spoke about before we started this, but as chair, how do you think you're going to take the cluster forward, and, uh, recognizing that um, the previous chair Ivan's done a great job. He's been role for many years. However, the cluster changed a little bit since then in terms of operating model with uh, a CEO. Um, you know, we've got a full board of people from a diverse uh, range of backgrounds. Where do you sort of see yourself taking it? Taking the cluster, and, you know, yeah. is it more of a strategic looking at the next couple of years and things like that, or what, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah. I think the the probably the first thing to point out is is that I I don't plan far too far in advance. Let's say um, I'm very much here and now type. You know, and let's let's look at the next months, year potentially. You know, maybe a couple of years on that and see what that looks like. And the reason being is I think that's probably the small business in me the the mentality of that small business. So the the quick and the agile and they're being able to change because something externally has changed something's influencing something else and so on um and I, and i think that's that's probably the difference between where Beck bc was and it was very stable and and this is happening on sellerfield and so on or you know, as an example of um to now coming out the back of a pandemic um you know, is an absolute starting point and and everything else that goes with that. Um, but, you know, what's happening with obviously with Ukraine, with Russia, and our own internal markets now off the back of that. Those uh, very here and now, nobody could have planned for that, you know, over a five-year plan. That was impossible. Um, yeah. You know, and that that's sort of the way I tend to operate is around that. So it's it's what's happening. How do we navigate, how do we play, and you know, what's our next hand in that ultimately? Um, you're right, the BECBC structure's changed. Um and I, I'm not fully sure how that pans out, is, is my honest answer. Um, and, I, and I think that's probably, that's probably the best way for it to be as well. So we've got a, a member organisation with 250 plus um, members, paying members, that elect a board, my, myself and, and obviously the rest of the board, um, in place, in my mind, to represent those people that are paying said membership. Yeah, and if we can't then take back the feedback, the ideas, the, the thought process, you know, what's happening down on the ground as board of directors back into the board and, and try and make that work, as well as look at future planning of what might be coming up and trying to feed that backwards again, then you know we shouldn't be elected as, as board of directors, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, it, it is very much a member organisation and I think that's where it, it should always ball back to. So regardless of all decisions, it should be uh, based on member focus, quite literally. Um, and I think yeah, with the change in structure, with Diane obviously now in place as Chief Executive uh, Officer, the daily running, the daily grind, if you like, the the all the, the visual stuff that you see, uh, how, bought, how the organisation operates, uh, stuff like that, that's very different to how Beck BC has been for the for well for the previous forever. Let's say it wasn't a role that existed. So we had Ivan, um, like you're saying, has done an absolutely outstanding job, and I'm so pleased he's staying on the board of directors for yeah. for the next. I'm going to say for foreseeable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're, we're keeping him. He's staying in. Yeah, it's, it's it's obviously he knows what he's doing in terms of um, chairing a board. Let's say in this sense. Um, but yeah, no, so we're keeping, uh, keeping Ivan on the board. I think the focus as the new chairman really needs to be um, more a traditional type chairman role, let's say, because we've now got the CEO that's doing quite a bit, if not the majority of what you've seen physically of Ivan on the public domain. Yeah. Um, so looking on strategic matters for the board, for instance, leading that board, um, ensuring the governance of and so on and so on and so on. I think that's probably the, the role that I will end up falling into, albeit um, experienced from an SME perspective and how that looks now. Um, you know, 80 plus percent of the UK, and coincidentally, our membership is is based on SMEs. Yeah. So if we can fetch, um, let's say, a voice from an SME perspective right into the board, which was a good starting point, and then put it into chairman's position, then I, I just see that as. as very fitting for now for what's happening in the area in industry um in the world for that matter um you know looking after the small man um rather than the rather than the larger companies and i don't mean that by any disrespectful means i just realise that that is a majority of people you know yeah. such as members again um so yeah i think that's really important and i think that potentially is why obviously you were elected to the
0: board to begin with but also why you've been, been put into the chair position because of exactly what you've just said that the, the at the minute the cluster is majority smaller businesses and it's really important that we nurture those and support those taking their feedback in and delivering things for the members because we are a membership organization um, and people and small companies pay their membership just like the big companies do and, and we should be listening to them and, and, and taking the cluster forward that way
1: Mm. There's a good drive to be had on that, isn't there? Yeah, you know, we so we've got larger companies certainly around this area where they're saying, "You know, we want to work with SMEs. We want to work with smaller companies. We want to work with SMEs that have forged their own frameworks of yeah. other smaller companies and collaborations." And I think we could be almost the catalyst for that. We can go yeah. and say listen, and we we can we can almost rally these troops. We can fetch these smaller companies together yeah. and still present them to the bigger companies, which are our bigger organisation members in which case we've created a a win-win situation for everybody. We've created an environment where everybody can thrive. Yeah, great.
0: So leading from that and and taking the things uh, you said before, I know you sort of said at the beginning, don't say this is the thing, I left school with no qualifications. That's not a, don't everybody do that. Uh, But there is a little bit of a thing around that, isn't there? Um, Depending on what you want to do uh, for a young person, say, leaving school, there are some requirements to maybe get onto apprenticeships uh, with various companies, qualifications, etc. However, you've got to be doing this. It's the journey, isn't it? And and I think a lot of people think that they've got to make a decision right there and then. Maybe not just even leave school, even people you know in the twenties, early twenties, or whatever, that they've got to do something and they're stuck at that forever. But I think you're a great example where actually you left school realized you have to just do that because someone said to you do you want to be a welder he said yeah all right i'll give it a go um, and then you've progressed through that to to go into yeah a similar field but actually finding a need and finding something you're interested in like, and thinking about the lamp post example is really good because you're right we just expect things to be right but they're only gonna be right if they're tested and checked and someone makes them right so have you got any sort of like any other quirks or like any advice for young people who maybe, maybe they want to start their own business mm. um, but they're not quite sure sort of how to go about that. Or maybe they are at school and you think, you know what, I hate school, I hate this environment. What but, but I feel like I'm stuck here because I need to do this. Have you got any sort of any any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, interestingly, it's, you know, just just sort of listening to you speak, I mean, I, I'm 37-year-old and I, I'm still not quite sure I want to know, I, I know what I want to do when I grow up. <laughs> so, so I don't know what that'll come down to when yeah, when I'm 50-year-old, let's say, maybe a bit of, bit of a midlife crisis on the go, I'm not quite sure. But um, yeah, I think you're right, t- times of childhood, I mean, one of my children's leaving school this year as a prime example of, um, and very much like me, other than he's, he's obviously still at school and, and completing exams. Um, he, he didn't have a clue what he wanted to do. Um, it hasn't helped with two years of COVID right from year 10, obviously from GCSEs onwards. That hasn't done any favours, obviously, with the lack of uh, work experience and placements and, and stuff like that happening. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't see as a, I, I can't imagine that's a job for life anymore. I couldn't think to myself, BE, BE systems is potentially a good example of that because there is people there that, that start there right from school and they have a really good career and a really good life from BE systems. There will always be a BE system. Mm-hmm. Um, the good thing is, I suppose, for that is, is there is a lot of potential and different roles to be able to do, to move into, should you so wish to do, let's say. But I think in the real world is, you know, why why do you need fixed to, to one job anymore? Can you know, just get a firm background in something, something that's sort of potentially not so much cross-discipline, but something that's a good starting point to get you into any of a discipline. You know, I, I don't see the point in being tied down specifically to something and thinking this is it. Um, I don't feel for a second that you're going to give that all of your 100% of interest and, and best thoughts. I just can't imagine it being the case. And I think I've always sort of been like that really is, 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 what's next, you know, So what now, what's, what can we do differently, um, I think if I was in a job, I would, for somebody else, I would probably end up being in a totally different role to, do yeah. what I'm doing now, um, probably a different profession doing something totally different, I don't know what it'd be, but I wouldn't be focused on that being fixed for the next 44 years of, you know, after me leaving school, for instance, um, you know, five, six years, yeah, let's have a look, see what's now, you can always build on that, and, you know, the, the biggest part is, is, is you don't you don't want to get to the end of that with the gr- regret, do you? That I wish I'd done that. Why didn't I do that? Yeah. Well, yeah. Times ticked on and it is potentially too late. Yeah. You know? Um. But yeah, I mean, I had a guy work for me when we first started out. He was 64 year old and he'd just got into inspection. He'd been a welder all his life. At 64 year old, he wanted to change profession and so on. Yeah. And that for me, that that's probably the best life lesson I could have ever have had is seeing somebody at 64 want to retrain, want to go on all these professional courses. Yeah, and the guy should have or could have retired, you know, years earlier. So yeah, don't don't be fixed. Have a, have a bit of an open mindset and just think about yeah, you know, yeah, I'll do this for now and get get a firm grounding and and you know see what happens in two years' time. Why not?
0: Yeah, I like that. No, that was good. That's a good. Uh, I think that's really good advice, particularly around this area as well. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's great. and um, that's it. Thank you very much, uh, Lee, for your time. Um, really good to listen about your your uh, your background, how you've moved into owning a few businesses. It's really good advice there, I think, for young people uh, listening in the cluster and wider in West Cumbria. Um, so thank you very much.
1: You're welcome.
0: Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.